hey, some people wanted an audio version of Fed Up so you could listen to it while making coffee, folding laundry, or staring at the ceiling contemplating the slow-moving apocalypse. Anyway, here it is. An audio version will be available every week going forward, but I'm going back to record the first few with some updates. Okay, I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to Fed Up, your weekly newsletter on finance and economics for people who usually hate finance and economics. Today we're talking about inflation, what it is, why it's happening, and if you should panic. This piece was originally written on November 8th, but I'll be providing some updates at the end. When $1 pizza isn't a dollar anymore, I understand why it feels like it's time to panic about prices. Or you may have seen Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, announced last week that the Fed would taper its bond buying, an economic stimulus, partially in response to rising inflation. Yes, inflation has increased and is at its highest rate in a decade, but it's important to look at the reasons why and the long-run situation. What is inflation? Simply put, inflation is how much prices are rising, usually measured over a year. The number you've probably seen is the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, which is put together by the Bureau of Labor Statistics and based on a typical basket of goods and services that Americans spend money on. Inflation in November was up 6.8% from the year before. In the U.S., 2% was generally seen as the target inflation rate. However, since the Great Recession, inflation has been historically low, and since 2010, the Fed has actually worried about too little inflation, not too much. If you've paid rent, medical bills, tuition, or a myriad of other things in the last decade, the idea that prices were relatively stable probably sounds bananas. While the CPI tries to measure what an average American is spending each month, it is often cited as incomplete. It also has political implications because CPI is what is used when deciding on increases to programs like Social Security. The history and the controversies of the CPI could be an entire newsletter, but just know it's not necessarily a perfect measure. But if inflation was too low, why is everyone freaking out now that it's increasing? At the end of 2020 and in the beginning of 2021, higher inflation was expected due to strong consumer demand, labor constraints, and supply chain bottlenecks from the pandemic. The Fed referred to this inflation as transitory, meaning that it would resolve on its own relatively quickly as external factors eased. Powell has admitted that the term transitory may have been incorrect. The flurry of articles you've seen in the last few months was in response to inflation remaining higher and lasting longer than expected. Brushing off inflation as transitory glossed over the economic reality of low-income Americans. Despite higher prices, generally consumer demand remained high due in part to many Americans' record high savings and government stimulus. But inflation is a real problem for lower-income Americans, many of whom are still out of work, receiving low wages, and or getting less help from the government. Even food banks are struggling with higher food costs. Despite headlines about wages rising, real wages, i.e. adjusted for the cost of living, have actually fallen 0.5%. Wages for low-wage workers were already stagnant since 2008 and had only been starting to show signs of increasing right before the COVID recession. Okay, but why do old dudes keep bringing up the 70s? From 1973 to 1982, the U.S. experienced an era of stagflation, meaning high inflation and slow economic growth. A lot of policymakers are of, um advanced ages, and so they vividly remember the 70s and the drastic actions that the Fed took in response, like raising interest rates to 20%. But in the 70s, inflation was in the double digits, and the overall employment rate was almost 9%. Today, economic growth is still expected to be strong, even if it's slightly lower than forecast from the first half of 2021. And inflation is expected to level off naturally without too much intervention from the Fed. Even if the Fed did eventually raise rates to fight inflation, the current rate is close to 0%. Another important change from the 70s is how Powell views the role of the Fed. 
the Fed has historically had a dual mandate, keep inflation low and reach full employment. But Powell has said he is more focused on full employment, even if that means keeping ultra-low interest rates and accepting some inflation. Basically, it's a different situation and a different Fed, so feel free to ignore all the comparisons. So, how worried should I be? Janet Yellen said things will probably not normalize until mid-2022. Even then, prices will likely not go back down, except gas, which is like honestly a whole separate crazy thing. They just won't be rising as quickly. But inflation is fueling perception that the economy is doing worse than it actually is, and that could stop important government spending needed to grow the economy. Okay, here are some updates. The Fed now says that it expects to raise interest rates three times in 2022 to counter inflation, probably beginning in March. They expect inflation to ease to 2.6% by the end of next year. Looking at the broader context, inflation has also been a problem in Europe, pointing out that some of it is due to external factors rather than specific U.S. policies. There's also no evidence yet of a feared wage price spiral that some again compare to the 70s. An analysis by Harvard Business Review actually showed that wages are not currently keeping up with inflation and are expected overall to only increase 1.2% a year on average. In spite of this, inflation has been weaponized against Biden's proposals and cited by both Republicans and Joe Manchin as a reason not to pass his proposed legislation. If you actually look at the analysis by economists, they show that the bill would likely ease inflation by helping lower costs for things like childcare and healthcare. Basically, like I said originally in the newsletter, there's a difference between worrying about lower income workers and weaponizing inflation against needed social spending that wouldn't have an impact on it anyway. <laughs>